This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, a survivor of the Humboldt Broncos bus crash is now advocating for mental health. He's amazing. He joins the Shift to share his personal journey and his battles with mental health. He also dives into how he's trying to help others get the help that they need with Tyler Smith. Great conversation. On What the Hell Should We Watch This Weekend with Steve Stebbing, Card Counting, starring Oscar Isaac, is worth putting your money on, plus the next horror film from the director of The Conjuring, and more. And are you okay with following the rules? Are you a rebel? Are you okay? Are you okay is a little segment where we ask some questions, some difficult life rule kind of questions, and then you let us know. Are you okay? 877-399-9898. Are you okay with following the rules? Well, I can tell you, the Prime Minister is not when it comes to following oh, time in a debate. No, 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 he's not. Um, he's actually probably not okay with following a lot of rules. Uh, he's kind of kind of had some behavioral issues with some ethical stuff over the last four years. Yeah, six, also six known years. as rules. Yeah, rules, yeah. those kinds of rules. Um, yeah, I but I think time. if you have a lot of money, you can get away with breaking rules. In, 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 in that was that was know. one question in the in the debate that really got me was they talked about would you put your parent or family member in a long term care home, and they asked Trudeau and he kind of danced for a little bit and then he said yes, yes I would. He wishes mom a happy birthday, happy birthday Prime Minister's mom, and then um, then. They asked Aaron O'Toole, and the Aaron O'Toole kind of did as the political answer, and they said, "Well, would you put someone in there?" And he goes, "Well, I already do, like my grandma or something's in a in a home." So they answered that one, and then uh, Mr. Blanchett from the block said, "I'm paraphrasing, forgive me," but basically said, "Well, some of us can afford to not have to put other people or put our family members into care homes." And I was thought to myself, "This guy is like a walking caricature," and yeah. every time it was his turn, I sat up on the couch and I was like, "What's he going to say now?" I got all excited. <laughs> well, yeah, <sighs> follow the rules of the debate well on his end. I would say in general, though, following the rules is the A-OK thing to do, except when you're playing sports non-professionally. You know, if you're playing football, take some liberties liberties with it. Make it more fun. Hmm. Okay. So don't hurt anyone. Okay. Uh, I, since we talked about all the other folks, I would like to acknowledge the fact that anime Paul and, um, Jugmeet Singh for the most part did follow the rules. And I did appreciate that for the talking over of the, uh, of the debate. Okay. Are you okay with following the rules? Every job has a set of rules to follow. For example, here on the shift, one of the rules is spell check. Clearly. That's a rule. It's important. Yeah. That's a rule here on the shift? No, that's not how I wrote that. I wrote oh. that as I need to hit my daily quota of typos. Okay, oh. yeah, that makes more sense. Because well. if it's a rule, we're not enforcing it very well. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna, this has to make sense. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Here on the shift, our rules consist of making sure you all have a good time and that Ryan meets his daily typo quota. Ha ha. But the uh, <laughs> police officers have arguably the most amount of rules to follow out of any of us. Why are you comparing us to police officers? And it can be a huge problem when they break those rules. Now, the agency that certifies and disciplines all police officers in Utah has put some new rules that should have been put in place since day one. It is banned sexting. <laughs> 
I should have read ahead. Yes, oh, you no. should have. <laughs> oh no. Um, this is where I make it weird now. See? Yeah. Uh, it uh, it is banned sexting or masturbation while on duty. What? What? Yeah. Can oh, you heard me. Don't I didn't catch that. You broke up. Uh, and it has disciplined several other officers for wrongdoing, not related to the sexy self time. Uh, here's more from Fox 13. I understand my actions were not perfect. Glad I'm here trying to make it right. I made a mistake. He was among 25 officers disciplined for misconduct ranging from falsifying time cards and assault to DUI. Ex-Manaway Police Chief Shane Zillas got a two-year suspension for driving under the influence of prescription drugs earlier this year. He entered a plea of guilty to impaired driving. And the aggravator was that he was in a department-issued marked vehicle and in a department-issued uniform. Meanwhile, the council adopted new rules prohibiting officers from sexting or engaging in self-gratification on duty. Doing stuff you should be doing on duty <laughs> at taxpayer expense. The council says it wasn't explicitly against the rules, so they have to spell it out for some people. You would think that common sense would rule the day, but unfortunately that's not the case. It reminds me of the Friends episode. You heard that right. Major Scott Stevenson just laughed after saying duty. <laughs> doing stuff you should be doing on duty. <laughs> At taxpayer expense. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. And they had that mm. at the same meeting when they're talking about police officers getting into DUIs and, and firing their firearm without, you know, proper procedure. And then at the very end, they're like, oh, yeah, you can't masturbate on duty. And then they chuckle, like, what is happening in this county? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, policing's hard, I suppose. Mm -hmm. The guidelines were expanded to include forbidding an officer from sending pictures of their own genitalia while in uniform. But, okay. You know, but, uh, no. so you know when and you open the shoes and there's a little package of silica that says do not eat? It says yeah. do not eat because because somebody did it. So clearly... Someone's oh. taking selfies. Um, punishment could include suspension or revocation of an officer's badge. Could um, include. That's not very clear. Could. Yeah, that's not very no. clear. If, like, maybe how graphic. Depends on the angle in the lighting, I suppose. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Friday. That is a giant moth that just flew by my Whoa, head. Did you see that? I saw that. Yeah, I saw I it too. I thought there too, was a yeah. bird in your... <laughs> that is amazing. On what... Okay, just... Ryan, can you read this one? I'm going to be right back. Stand by. Okay. I just got to go right, close Brent's my door so it doesn't end up yeah. in my bed. Sure. All right. Uh, Brennan, are you okay? Are you okay with being interrupted by a what? giant moth? <laughs> uh, see what I tried to do? I tried yeah, to interrupt do, you there. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> can't believe it's a door. You yeah, door doors open. are closing and everything going on there. It's, it's a wild hunt. Oh my! God. It's a wild hunt going he, on. Here. Oh, I think yeah. he caught it. I think, yeah, he, I think caught he got it. it. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was glorious. Anyway, yeah, interruptions. We have been rudely interrupted here by a moth. This really couldn't have come at a perfect time. Shane, are you are you okay with being interrupted? I'd like to apologize for all the uh, animal and. Insect lovers out there, we're down a soldier. Yeah. Uh, I win. You do. Uh, 
Okay. Do you want me to keep reading? I'm sure it seemed it was actually quite yeah. impeccable okay. timing for interruptions. Yeah. But anyway, as you are. Okay. So yes, interruptions. It, it's really annoying when people get in the way while you're trying to get something done. And it's even harder to deal with a gun-toting teenager when a naked woman is rolling past you on a golf cart what? while drunkenly ignoring your advice to take cover. What is going on today? Yes. That's what Pinleyus County Sheriff's deputy said in an arrest affidavit this week after a new trespasser interrupted their six-hour standoff with an armed suspect in Florida. Get the second clip, Brendan. The second clip. What does it mean to be from Florida? Florida. Straight drill. Um, now, it's Dunedin, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's where the Blue Jays farm team plays. Yeah. 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 And I also think it's Pinellas, in case you're wondering. Yeah. I got too fancy. It's a Florida pronunciation. I can't get too fancy with it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so you continue. Finish it off. There. Yeah, you might as well. For sure. Okay, so before we get into how this woman interrupted officers, let's just set the scene. This is what happened with the shooter. Uh, this is a WFLA News 8 reporting. I'm assuming it's the first clip. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah the backwards, yeah. eh? Okay. Yeah. Pinellas County Sheriff's deputies say they got a call about three suspicious people in the neighborhood. Once they showed up, 18-year-old Miles Abbott ran away. During a foot chase, deputies say Abbott randomly shot at nearby people. At one point, Abbott accidentally shot himself in the thigh. He ended up on the roof of this home where he spent about six hours. Interesting, exciting. <laughs> Some people might say scary, but that's not me. Eight on your side spoke with the man who lives in the home. He says he, his wife, and their child hid in the bathroom all while he was on the phone with 911. He says they heard footsteps on the roof and at times dialogue between Abbott and negotiators. The SWAT team ultimately used beanbag rounds to force him down early Monday morning. Force him down. So, yeah, they did. So this is where the woman comes in. They're in the middle of the standoff when the nude woman rolled past several marked sheriff's cars on a golf cart. According to the affidavit, she was not wearing any clothes at the time. Okay. <laughs> the woman allegedly approached the home and ignored commands to leave. She had nothing to do with the suspect or the standoff. Police say the Boston native's actions and inability to follow directions put multiple deputies at risk for potentially getting shot at. Deputies ultimately interrupted her nude joyride and handcuffed her at the scene. Authorities eventually subdued the armed suspect, took him into custody. They also took him to the hospital after he shot himself in the leg. Can you imagine being the responder at this scene? <laughs> like, yeah, can, this can is... we get a uh, can we get an, an operational update, please? Well, where do I start? <laughs> where, yeah, where, <laughs> I just do you think she saw what was happening and then she said, "All right, I'm going to give them some entertainment." They've been out there for six hours; they're getting bored. This is my time. This is my chance right now. Well, speaking of interruptions, there was a text message that came in. It said, Shane, sounds like your doors need oiling. Yeah. With my interruption of the moth. I'm sure you can hear the door squeak back there. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah we, we made a yeah. crazy point loud. Point it out. It was that's, very squeaky. That's the, um, but that's a parenting secret. A, oh. that's how my kids don't scare the crap out of me. And uh, it's also how you know if the kids are getting up and moving at night. Oh, I see. That's yeah, actually see. pretty good. 
That's pretty good. So those doors, those doors have not been oiled on purpose, my friend. I see. Smart. I see. I used to anno- be annoying. You couldn't break curfew because my house had a squeaky floor back when I was young. So you just also known they as knew. genius. Yeah. Except both mm-hmm. my parents were actually really deep sleepers too. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you could get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd go for like a walk. Down yeah, I'd go for like a walk two again. blocks off my path. Yeah. yeah. Come on, party, okay. Brendan. This is my party. <laughs> um, are you okay with adapting? Oh, I guess if I have to, I like things to remain as they're not are. big on change. Yeah, no, I'm not big are. on change. Well, I don't know. I think if I do change, I do it so dramatically that it's everything. Like yeah. completely mm-hmm. across the country. But, <laughs> it's a new job. Yeah. And another new job. I think I think I'm so regulated in what I do that that's how it comes out every like five or six years where I just like mm. pick up and go across to completely other like in six years from now I'll be in like, I don't know, Berlin. Scotland. Yeah. Scotland, yeah. Humanity has always had to adapt to survive and thrive, much like Brendan does when he's switching jobs every couple of weeks. It seems New Zealand is still adapting to COVID-19. <laughs> we haven't got Very that dangerous yeah. virus. Very um, A new one. That's, it's the world's next pandemic. COVID-19. Oh, no. uh, it's been just a few weeks since New Zealand's health minister had this goof on national television. Look, it is a challenge in higher density areas for people to get outside and to uh, spread their legs when they are um, uh, when they when they're surrounded by other people. You can just like Still hear so his good. brain going, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no!" It's like I should have said that. <laughs> now it's New Zealand's prime minister's term. That's funny. That's definitely an autocorrect that I did not. That I yeah okay. I'll give you that one. Hit the There's button. Yeah, <laughs> And now it's New Zealand's Prime Minister's turn to give a fantastic answer to a simple question. Jacinda, Jacinda Ardern has some advice if you are visiting a loved one in hospital with COVID. Sexual relations between a patient and a visitor um, at Auckland Hospital. Um, would you say that is this a um, high-risk activity in the current climate? Well, I, I think it's a high-risk activity, potentially. However, I don't know any of the details about that uh, interaction. I would say generally, regardless of the COVID status, that kind of thing shouldn't generally be part of visiting hours, I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of visiting are they doing? Yeah. Most of New Zealand has been in a hard lockdown. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Since August 17th, after a mystery case of COVID-19 was also detected along with all the COVID-19 there, though restrictions have since been eased outside of the epicenter of the outbreak in Auckland. According to The Guardian, the lockdown in Auckland is scheduled to continue through September 14th. It's amazing. Uh, we'll have Sir Christopher Gilbert coming on here in about half an hour, and he always talks about how one person had a FaceTime call with someone else who had COVID from another country and they locked down the country so no one catches it. <laughs> like, it's that amazing there. Okay. Um, how about we, we do quick? Yeah, we can. Are you okay? 
I'm going to read this quickly so we make it for time. Are you okay with doing it yourself? You know, after all these are you okays, everyone's mind is in the ditch right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just realized that. Yeah. Get her done. Sometimes the best person for the job is you, but at other times you should leave it to a professional. I can't even hear this the right way. That is absolutely the case when it comes to doctors and emergency workers. Un- <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, that Do you remember sweaty. an hour ago yeah. when Ryan O'Donnell said, oh, well, there's not going to be any problems. Are you okay? I spent all kinds of time grooming that one. Undorchuinly. Undorchuinly. That's a typo. One man in the States was tired of waiting to be treated in a hospital, so he stole an ambulance from, from Fidgeta <laughs> Hospital. Oh, no. Here's more from KFly 10. Doosan police say an injured Kerry Cormier walked out of the Lafayette emergency room and found the parked ambulance. Now get this, Cormier told authorities that he decided to take the ambulance to his own doctor in Crowley. Authorities chased him on I-10 to Crowley where he crashed the ambulance into a car at the family clinic. A crash that gave the driver, the car's driver, quite a shock. Hey, I was sitting in the car over there relaxing. And all I heard was a boom. I said, damn, who the hell hit my car? Big as this car is? And uh, that was it. Police say, fortunately, the man was not injured. Uh... The ambulance thief was transported to a local hospital in Crowley, where doctors confirmed that Cormier had a rib fracture. He was treated and released for incarceration, Judas said. <laughs> I think that was supposed to say the justice. <laughs> That's a typo. Oh, my. Wow. That was a record. This is the Shift Podcast. Well, there was a day where all Canadians came together. It feels like years ago, it feels like yesterday, and I, that's from the outside, so I can only imagine what it feels like for the people that are connected to the Humboldt bus crash and people who have uh, family members or friends or just as hockey fans remember that day. And it seems to me to be naive of me to think that there's good that comes of it, and That feels, I feel, when I say that, I feel offside. I feel like I'm not qualified to say that. But what we need to remember about that day and forward from that day is that there is a brand new army of people that are creating newly in all of it, that are having a massive impact, not only on today, but on tomorrow and the people around us that have stepped out sort of as angels that have stepped into people's lives and said, hey, by the way, I'm making something great from this. And we have one of those people right now, Tyler Smith, uh, was a Bronco and was in the crash. And you're here, and I'm very proud of uh, the work you've done, and I've only just been introduced to it in the last week. Tyler, welcome. Thank you very much, And Yeah, it's uh, like you said, I mean, it feels like obviously like it was just yesterday, but also years ago. It's, uh, it's a weird feeling to to put into words. I mean, obviously, it's still a whirlwind to this day, but uh, once again, I mean... Uh, the support along the way, even to this day, is still, I mean, just magnificent. So you have not only uh, come through it, your personal health and everything else. Um, let's touch on that, too, just so we can get some context of everybody else. You did come back and play after the crash, but it, your your hockey career really sort of finished soon soon after. 
Yeah, I mean, I knew the physical recovery after the accident was going to be uh, lengthy, um, but obviously, I think being a young, healthy person, it uh, sped up. And I mean, aspirations to go back and play for everybody that we lost and everybody that was on the bus that day really crept into my mind. And I mean, I, it's something I can definitely look back on and, and be proud of myself for to go back and not have to live with that regret of, well, what would have happened if you would have went back, you know, all that stuff. But um, it just wasn't where I needed to be. Honestly, it was uh, it was so nice to be back with my billets and, and to be back in that community and, and just feel that love again. But I mean, for my own recovery and my own journey, it's uh, I needed to be at home. Mm. Well, and what uh, what an amazing uh, life you've created and new life you've created with all of this. Your conversation is around mental health. Your conversation is about being authentic and being vulnerable and being able to create something from this and share it with others. And before we even get into it, I, I Tyler, you got to know the fact that you willingly join me today and many other people, because you're um, going to be on um, Riley Sheehan's podcast coming up too as a co-host. Uh, he's a NHLer, and the you know the fact that you keep stepping forward into this conversation, I, I wow. Um, that in itself is mind blowing and, and you're embracing it and pushing it further, which is, which is amazing. So where, where do you want to take it in, in your journey around mental health and, and what everybody needs to know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I get that question a lot, even kind of like life goals, you know, in, in, in five years, where do you see yourself? But I mean, for the most part, I mean, even before the accident, I'm, I'm very much a, I'm just living every day like, you know, not necessarily like it's my last, but I'm just kind of taking it every day at a time. I mean, I'm waking up and, and I'm still understanding and, and recognizing the fact that there's going to be bad days, you know, like there's going to be good days and there's going to be everything in, in between. And um, I think for me, I've found a, a platform that I necessarily didn't intend to do. Um, I had no expectations of, you know, getting up in front of a crowd of people or hopping onto podcasts or or starting a clothing line around mental health. I mean, I had nothing um, in that realm in my mind, you know, and I think now it's a, it's pretty refreshing to be able to go up and, uh, and speak about my story and my struggles and, and receive that love and receive that, those comments about, you know, um, how you've inspired me or you've given me hope. And um, I think honestly, it's just the fact that me speaking or, or me doing something like this is, is therapeutic. And I mean, I'm somebody that still needs to work on, you know, really sitting down and continually having those tough conversations with the the people around me, you know, really sitting down and being like, okay, I'm not feeling it today. You know, I'm still for some reason in a space where I have a hard time doing that. And I think honestly, to be able to do this with a stranger like yourself, I mean, it's, it's refreshing and it kind of, it takes that weight off your shoulders you know especially if there's a a long a winded time where you're just not feeling it i think it's uh it's something i i truly look forward to um which once again i mean i i never thought i would i've always tried to describe it as air in a balloon and sometimes we fill it up we fill it up becomes really really tight and sometimes you just got a little let a little air out would that be a fair look from the outside of what you're going through and what you recommend to other people? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's uh, like I said, I think now I've gotten to a place where I can acknowledge the fact that I can embrace the good and the bad. I mean, for a while, I, I, I just wanted to curl up in a dark hole. Sometimes I still want to do that. I mean, I still 
some days feel that shame and feel that, you know, that little bit of judgment every once in a while of, oh, who, who this person is going to think of me? How are they going to think of me? And I mean, being an athlete or a former athlete, I guess, I mean, there's such a stigma around mental health and, and to be able to kind of try and break that mold. I mean, even doing something like the podcast with Riley, where, I mean, the hockey world gave us so much and gave us so much love and support. So the least I can do is try and give that back a little, you know, in whatever way possible. But now, I mean, it was such a case of I'm fine. I'm okay. You know, I'm doing okay. Don't worry about me. I'm just going to move on and I'm going to put everything to the back burner. But now, I mean, for not just me, but I mean, everybody around me, I think it's a case of initiating those conversations and facilitating those conversations is not a hard task anymore. You know, it's not a case of, I hate having to pick up the phone to call one of my friends if I'm not doing so hot or I hate having to pick up the phone to check in on him. You know, it's a case of I'm picking up the phone and I'm, I'm FaceTiming, you know, I'm not just going on the phone. Like I, I enjoy that, that one-on-one interaction with the people that, I mean, wholeheartedly supported me through my journey and still do. So the least I could do is, you know, give back. And I mean, for the, for a while, I wasn't at a place where I could give back. I mean, I was at a place where, the people around me were hurting because I was hurting as well. I mean, it was affecting the people around me. And now that I've gotten to a place that I feel as though I can still move forward, even through the good and the bad, um, and still be able to try and give some compassion to not even just my loved ones, but just people in general, I think is, uh, is now looking back a pretty special thing. It's a very special thing. And I, I would just like to acknowledge that, you know, I don't, I don't know how to have this conversation, right? And I guess that that's, for me, where it starts is just to, we often in our lives feel like we got to be all righteous and perfect all the time. It's such a waste of energy. Um, and so coming into here to chat with you, Tyler, I, I don't know how to have this conversation. And I share that with everybody else because that's that's got to be okay. It's got to be okay for, you know, for you. So you don't have that stigma, and that judgment and at the same time for everybody else to ease their mind and realize that, you know, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think he, and now that I dive into, you know, just finding what works for me on my off days, even I think the biggest thing I, I enjoy doing is either listening to a podcast or jumping on a YouTube channel and just trying to figure out kind of those new perspectives and those new little things that remind you that it's okay. And I think just to, I mean, one of the biggest hurdles I had to overcome was the fact that it's okay to not be okay. You know, it's okay to struggle. And I mean, I can't obviously thank my family enough for all they've been through, but at the end of the day, they were struggling too. And I mean, there was, it was such a hard path to navigate. It was such a hard journey to continue. You know, it's a, it was a case of, I didn't want to do anything. And now, I mean, to be able to, to do things, something I love or listen to a new perspective that I love and, and bring into my life. And um, there's so many components and so many layers to mental health that I never acknowledged just because I never experienced mental health. I, I mean, I now looking back, I can reflect and be like, okay, that night you've experienced mental health, you know, you've experienced that struggle, you've experienced that. And I mean, there's been so much, I think so many lessons and, and little growth periods that I never anticipated would happen, but um, I truly just can't thank the people around me enough that stuck beside me um, while they could see I was completely suffering in silence and hurting so deeply inside that 
Um, I mean, they're not going to come up to me and force this conversation. I mean, we just went through something that nobody should ever go through. We went through something that had so much loss and so much trauma that will continually be attached to our lives. And I mean, to be able to facilitate that conversation, even with, you know, one of the other guys is tough. It's incredibly challenging, but um, I think to be able to break that mold and really um, dive into that has strengthened a lot of my relationships and strengthened a lot of the, the conversations that I would normally have, you know, looking back, it'd be a, Hey, how are you? What's going on? What's new? And it'd be surface level. But now, I mean, it's okay to, to dive deep, whether it's just a, a, a campfire at nine o'clock on a Friday night, or whether it's a, a lunch on a, a Tuesday at one o'clock, you know, it, there doesn't have to be a certain time and day for it. And I think that's what's, what's really opened my eyes to this whole space. I had a friend who went into a group study. Uh, around, you know, mental health experiences and all those things. And my friend came out of it and said, Shane, all these people have been through like crazy things. I mean, my problems aren't like their problems. And so what do you say to the people who listen to something as big as the Humboldt story and the Humboldt crash? And then they diminish themselves by saying, well, my problems aren't like Tyler's. Tyler went through something way worse than I did because everybody goes through their own thing and everybody needs to start the conversation. Like you said, what do you say to that person to reassure them that no, what they've been through or whatever it is, is just as important to start talking about. Yeah. I actually even, I I love that question because I actually love to, to touch on that in my speeches, you know, but before it was such a pity party. Oh, poor me. Oh, poor me. But now it's a case of, okay, everyone is fighting a battle that you have no idea about, you know, to be able to have that compassion, to have a conversation or just completely give that compassion within yourself to that person who's fighting something is a powerful thing. And I, uh, I always try to reiterate the fact that it's not about comparing your story to another story. You know, your story matters, your struggles matter, your person that you lost 30 years ago still matters. You know, it's not a case of five years down the road, people kind of forget about it. And, and that's it. You know, it's a case of no matter what you're struggling with and no matter what your story brings to the table, it matters. I mean, my dad's the epitome of a man. You know, I can go home and, and we can crack a cold one and, and crush an oil change and go play catch in the back and, and whatever it is. But at the end of the day, I mean, my dad's an amputee and I he inspires me. And to be able to have a, a meaningful conversation with my dad is, is so special. And it's not about, okay... I lost a limb, you know, it's not about, okay, I lost this many, this many people, you know, it's a case of we're going to have this direct conversation, not beat around the bush, you know? And I think now I can appreciate that so much more because before the crash, did we have that conversation? No, because I mean, I didn't really go through anything. I mean, my parents have both went through something um, long ago in their lives, but at the end of the day, once again, I reiterate the fact that it still matters, you know? It still matters whoever you lost or whatever you went through. And um, I, I just find it incredibly, I guess, sad and emotional for that person that doesn't think that, you know, their story or whatever it is, as minuscule as it may be or as, as big as it may be, may not matter when they're in the presence of somebody who's went through something more, you know? Yeah. And I can feel the light come from when you share it that way. Like I can feel it shine, right? It's cool. You, it comes out and you can feel that. So I, I can't help but ask, 
you know, as you've turned this corner in your life, and we turn many corners in our lives, some of them are forced, some of them are not, uh, you, you, what's your favorite new thing? You know, I mean, it sounds like to me that maybe it is these deep conversations. Like, what is the Tyler's life today? And when you get to do something that you, if you think back in time to when you were playing hockey, like back then you had no idea that it, that was even a thing, right? Like you're like, I didn't know people did that. Um, but now what's your favorite thing to do just for you where you sit back and you go, hey, this is pretty cool. I like this. Well, who's that new you? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, there's been even I had a, a podcast with one of the other guys uh, through COVID and, and he asked me a pretty inter- interesting question. You know, he said, what? did you approve upon during COVID? And, you know, it's always been all screw COVID. We're done with COVID, all that. And, and I completely, you know, in some cases I completely agree. I just want to see my friends. I just want to not wear a mask, all that. I want to get back to sporting events, whatever it is. But I, uh, I had to think about it. And the only thing that came to mind was the fact that I can, for the most part, sit down and be content with my own thoughts, you know, now or looking back, reflecting, I would sit there and I would be completely consumed with every thought possible. You know, why us? Why me? You know, what is going on inside my head? You know, what's happening? What's all that? So now I need to be able to to chuck a record on and, and, and just sit there on the couch and be content with my own thoughts and and to to appreciate the fact that I can FaceTime one of my best friends and just have a whether it's a meaningful conversation, whether it's a, a just a ho-hum, fun little conversation, I think... I mean, I, I definitely did that before, but I always took it for granted. You know, I always took my relationships and, and conversations for granted, but now being able to even get together and, and like I said, sit around the crap campfire and, and cry my eyes out sometimes, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, there was one time I was at a get together with some friends and, and Swack and I song came on, you know, and I, I had to separate myself from that. I went outside and I, I bawled my eyes out on the stairs and there was probably four guys that I never thought would come up to me, just sit there with me, you know, and, and try and make me laugh and, and, you know, try and try and just do whatever they can in that moment to, to help me get through that phase, you know, where as before the crash, if something came up and, and I would probably just try and push it to the back burner and just separate myself from that thought and, yeah. and try and get back to that social setting that I love flourishing in. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I had to do it. I had to do it for me. I had to do it for me, which is something that I never, ever thought I would do. You know, I just love, I love people. I love conversations. I love people. I love social settings. I love meeting new people. I love all that. But at the end of the day, I mean, some of the best advice I've ever got is this is your life. This is your journey. This is your happiness. You need to do what's best for you. And, and to be able to now appreciate the fact that I have such an amazing support group and, and support system that will always, no matter what, have these conversations or, or literally just sit there and listen, whatever it is. I, uh, I, yeah, I just, that's probably my answer. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. I, I, I get it. I think that you just created that for everyone who's listening that, that moment of, uh, come on, man, it's party time and cry time is later. Right. And yeah. to be able to just be with it, um, and withdraw if you need to go over here, whatever, a little quiet space to get through it. But to not feel like it's got to be party time right now, you should be better than this. And all of those things that start to roll through our heads and it happens to all of us. Um, well, Tyler is stepping out. Tyler is chasing, um, all kinds of conversation around mental health, mental well-being with uh, pandemic conversation of mental well-being. 
uh, just general mental health conversation around the hockey players, which is great. So Riley Sheehan's podcast, Speak Your Mind, he's going to be a part of that one. Um, did he stay with Seattle, by the way? Yeah, he's going he, down he didn't to get, Seattle. You didn't get no. dished off? Any last no, minute? <laughs> I don't think so, as far as I know. So I'm, Yeah, uh, but you never already, know, right? Exactly, like with these yeah. new teams. So uh, regardless, NHL player. It must be exciting for him. So please send us our best when he gets started with the season. And Jojo Mason, also going to be on there. Big hockey fan and uh, Canadian country singer, too. So uh, thanks for being here, Tyler. We will happily share the good word anytime. And uh, it's inspiring, man. You can feel it. You can you can feel the uh, the, the energy come through. And, and I, I really, not that my opinion matters, but it sounds like you're off to really great things. I love it. Hey, your opinion matters. Remember, your story matters, Shane. I appreciate you, and uh, I appreciate what you're doing. You're creating a space that is uh, that is pretty powerful, so good on you. It's the Shift Podcast. And just to be clear, Blaine Kylo was last night on the Shift. So what we've done is we've grown our hair out long and luscious and our beard as well. And instead of going to Vancouver, we will go to Penticton. And welcome, Steve Stebbing. What the hell should we watch this weekend? Hi, Steve. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the program. I might have called you by the wrong name earlier. My apologies. <gasps> what? I know. Shame. Of all the things, right? <laughs> <sighs> so disappointing. Steve Stebbing is our guy to talk about the movies and the TV yes. things and everything to do with all those shows. SteveStebbing.ca is uh, where it is, The Steve Will Dead. And you'll be very proud of us. We did a conversation last night on The Shift as well about what scary movie like screwed you up. Like that, Ooh. that you, the first, what was the one that screwed you up that still bothers you to this day? And they came from everywhere. Uh, even Brendan said mm-hmm. Willy Wonka. Um, but we had, <laughs> like, there was, there was all kinds of different, not only horror movies, but there was all kinds of them out there. Yeah. I would say never ending story is mine. Yeah. Really? Hey. Yeah. The death of Artax. The, uh, Atreus the horse. No, it's Atreus horse in the mud, in the, in the. Really? Yeah. It messed me up. Yeah. What's see, that? everyone's got a different. Like what yeah. movie screwed you up thing. And um, I, it's really, really cool. All right. So here we are to talk about the movies and the <laughs> things. I'd like to remind everybody that we are going to do the Shift AV Club after we are done here. So make sure you stick around for that one as we pick a new movie to watch. And Ryan, do you want to do the theme now and give everyone a heads up? Because I think this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably one of my favorite types of movies, coming of age films, the stories of right. people growing up. Yeah. Okay, so we'll get to that shortly. In the meantime, what the hell should we watch this weekend with Steve Stebbing? Let's get started with new releases and The Card Counter. Having been sentenced to 10 years in prison, I learned to count cards. How'd you do that? Poker's all about waiting. Check, raise, re-raise, call. Then something happens. You remember it? This is where all the good stuff happens. Well, tell us about Card Counter. I mean, yes. I was sort of thinking must be about a casino. Uh, I mean, yeah, a lot of the movie does take place at a casino and actually during the World Series of Poker as well later on in the film. Uh, but ba- this is just a very character-driven film. Uh, Oscar Isaac stars as a guy that was uh, incarcerated for uh, a decade and uh, kind of learns the ins and outs uh, and everything in between of poker and comes out 
uh, and looking for uh, kind of like redemption in his life. And you aren't sure why that this this poker, the, uh, this drive that he has is, is part of his redemption. As you slowly learn that he was actually one of the people uh, that was jailed uh, for the uh, atrocities committed at the Guantanamo Bay uh, facility. Uh oh. And, uh, yeah, really, really good work from uh, Oscar Isaac, who's working with Paul Schrader, uh, who's an incredible filmmaker. I mean, he wrote Taxi Driver and then went into directing himself. Uh, and it's very kind of uh, close to a film that he did with uh, Ethan Hawke called First Reformed uh, in Caliber, um, as far as just like a driven performance. And I would love to see Isaac and, and Schrader do just all the work together. Just keep giving me more character-driven films like this. Okay. What card game is your card game? Is it poker? Is it my game? Uh, or is it like like any black, casino I like, game? I like blackjack. I, yeah. I'm into blackjack. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. I'm terrible at it, but yeah, that's fun. <laughs> poker's, not, poker's just too smart for me, right? I, mm. When it comes to poker, if we were going to have a poker night, Steve, I would basically just give you my 20 bucks and say, <laughs> I'll have drinks and be social with you. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's for the, I think it's for the OCD. So like somebody that has the tendencies like I do, I feel like, um, it should be in my wheelhouse and like, I should be really good at it, but I just haven't focused in that direction. Maybe I'd be a card counter, uh, Shane, maybe could be. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, shark. Okay. Uh, Ryan O'Donnell, <laughs> if you do, you, uh, I'm guessing that you're, you're going to the casino all the time. If the prize was sneakers, <laughs> Um, do you have a card game that you play or, or a casino game, gambling game, slots? I like slot machines. They're fun. The only time mm -hmm. I've ever done them, I won 200 bucks and my dad really? won 4,000. Yeah, that was Oof. a crazy night, man. Yeah. I woke me up in the yeah. middle of the night, jumping on my bed, screaming, I won $4,000. It was great. <laughs> great moment. That's fine. Uh, but I, for I figured me, slots oh, would be your thing. Cause they're more like video games. It, well, exactly. Yeah. And I don't have to do any <laughs> math. Uh, but mm. I, I, I'm really terrible at all the you know sit at the table games uh but i like the game jacks which is not a casino game i just think jacks is a really fun card game I, does anybody it. know on the slot machines really know the patterns that you have to get the big prizes or you just hit the button it goes ding ding and you're like yay like it's those that work there ding, ding. do <laughs> those that work or there, live there the, the the slot attendants know yeah they know what the tricks are the tricks i don't know these tricks all right, um, Steve Stebbing, what the hell should we watch this weekend if you're not busy counting cards at the casino? That's not allowed. Uh, this is Kate. Who poisoned me? Uh, I only followed us. Who's orders? How do I get to him? He doesn't surface ever. Somebody knows. Hey, let go of me! What's wrong with you? I need to find the people that did this to me. I won't make it an hour without my help. I can help you get them. Well, here we go. Yakuza, always the yep. scariest of the people. More Yakuza. I'm two weeks in a row with this stuff now. Um, but yeah, this is this one's really cool because uh, it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, for those that love comic book movies, she was Ramona Flowers in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, she was also Huntress in The Birds of Prey. Uh, she plays uh, a lethal assassin in this movie that gets poisoned 
while on a job in Tokyo and has 24 hours to exact revenge before the poison uh, just deteriorates her completely. And I mean, this is uh, this is violent John Wick style uh, action with a killer actress that I've loved for a very long time. So uh, Kate is, I think, a good bet, and it's out for everybody to see as of midnight tonight because it's on Netflix. Cool. Who doesn't love when something good comes out on Netflix? There we go. SteveStebbing.ca and the new releases to watch this weekend. How about Malignant? The body of Dr. Florence Weaver was found brutally murdered in her home this morning. Did you know her? No, but I saw her die. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing murders. As they're happening. Hello? It's always the drop of water that gets you. Mm-hmm. So we're clearly doing the scary today. Thanks for that. Yes. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, and this is, I mean, the power of nightmares and their effect on reality is really at the basis of this movie. Um, this comes from writer-director James Wan, uh, who took a backseat on the last Conjuring movie and decided to produce that one so he could do this brand new original horror film uh, that I believe was delayed uh, a few times by Warner Brothers due to uh, obvious events of the world. Uh, but I mean, not a lot of big actresses in this one. You got uh, uh, Annabelle Wallace, who was in the uh, the Mummy movie with uh, Tom Cruise that we'd all like to forget. Uh, and they didn't screen this for any of us, unfortunately. But it's James Wan. It's horror. The man knows what he's doing. And you just kind of just got to just let him just let him work you around in that horror field like putty. Okay, so this is not the story of a kind-hearted fairy. Who was deceived by the love of her life? Love of her life. Oh, that's Maleficent. Oh, okay. Yeah. And this is this is malignant. Malignant, like a tumor. So easy. (laughs) It's not a tumor. What the hell should we watch this weekend? SteveStebbing.ca for his website. Go check it out. We just gotta review some movies and do those kinds of things. So here's what we have for you (laughs) as we continue through. We just did, if you missed it, the new releases. Now, let's turn to the Blu-ray. And you are so excited about this guy. I think you have a crush on this Zack Snyder guy. Isn't he a guitar player? <laughs> Zach Wild? <laughs> oh, that's the guitar player. That's I'm the guy. Teasing. Tell us about, uh, let's get the clip here. Do we have the clip for Justice League? Yeah, let's get it. I had a dream. Almost like a premonition There's an attack coming. My lord, this world will fall. I need warriors. I'm building an alliance to defend ourselves. All right, Ooh. tell us about it. I know you guys are super nudie, nerdy, nudie. Oh, dear. Nudie. Not that kind of movie. Ooh, whoa. 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 A whole um, different episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Zack Schneider kind of does a course correction by making a four-hour cut of his original uh Justice League film that he was kind of that he left and let Joss Whedon take over and essentially ruin. So, I I mean, uh, if this wasn't a course correction, I would like it a whole lot 
less than I did. Uh, and I, I thought it was just okay. I know I get a lot of hate about that. Uh, I mean, the first hour of this thing is painfully morose. Like, it's just drags and you just wait for something to happen there are very cool moments in it um but he like seems to have gone to the peter jackson school of of ending return of the king with his ending of this movie that has like like it's a 45 minute ending and there's just so much self-indulgence in this movie that's it's really hard to take on a second viewing the first viewing felt punishing at times but i thought it was okay after a second time i was like no i think i'm i don't think i'm a fan of this one whoa <laughs> yeah, sorry superheroes are you okay mm-hmm. uh yeah well it's just i don't, I don't know it's, it's the creators behind it there's just some people i can get behind and some i cannot all right fair enough all right yeah um let us get together together Mom, Dad, have some exciting news. I'm pregnant. I mean, the surrogate is pregnant. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm mad. I just don't have anyone that I really need to share the news with. Does that bother you, Matt? All right, uh, let's get this one quickly here, the story of Together Together. Yeah, one of my favorite comedies of the year. Uh, some really great work from Ed Helms and Patty Harrison. Uh, Ed, Helms, Ed Helms plays a single man that's uh, wanting to move on to the next step of his life, even though he doesn't have a, a partner to do that with, and hires a surrogate to carry uh, his first child for him. And the two ended up hitting it off and forming a really great and endearing relationship. And I adored this one. It's off the beaten path. You're really going to have to look for it. But I really, really think you'll be satisfied with the end result. All right, and for fun, this is uh, a movie about pants, slacks. A lot of people have been very keen to get their eyes on it. Jeans that automatically adapt to your body size. The Super Shapers! I want you to know... I will do whatever it takes to make sure things go as scheduled. Oh my god. I'm so like totally excited. I could just die. <laughs> okay. You're uh, going to have to explain this one and you only got about 20 seconds to do it. I'm so pumped that you brought this one. It's a killer pair of jeans that starts to off everybody during the launch for said new pair of jeans that conform to your body. Killer jeans. <laughs> killer jeans i loved it all right i really did sounds to me like we need a uh, crime fighter if we're gonna have killer jeans even a dead guy puts his pants on one leg at a time nice nice or, been a while since we've done that <laughs> i'm the one who wears the pants of this movie <laughs> ryan o'donnell it's time for the shift av club and it is uh, we gotta find out what movie we're gonna watch I think we should just watch Slacks. That sounds. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching that this. I'm watching that tomorrow. I think that's amazing. Canada does weird horror better than mm-hmm. anyone. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Wolf Cop, as example. Anyways, Dude, those yes, pants are tiny. killer. We should <laughs> yeah. make a movie. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. So yes, the tiny wheel must be brought out. The theme of the movies this week are is coming the theme of is. films so if you have never been a part of the av club how it works 
the tiny wheel is brought out. It has a selection of a bunch of movies on it. We spin it, and whatever movie it lands on, we have to watch it, and then we'll be back next week, and we can all review it together. It's my favorite part of the week. Uh, so let's bring out our favorite right. thing in the world, the tiny wheel. Coming of age movies. The tiny wheel actually does have movies. It's so cute. No one seems to mind. It's the cutest thing in the universe. Okay, so the th- theme is coming of age films, and here are the films on the wheel. Perks of Being a Wallflower, Eighth Grade, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Edge of yes. Seventeen, Stand By Me, Moonlight, Breakfast Club, mm. Lady Bird, Fast Times mm. at Ridgemont High, Dirty yeah. Dancing, Carrie, and American Pie, because why not? All right. There's so many good movies on that list. There's lots of good movies there. Let's do it. Let's spin the wheel. Spicoli. Ooh. It's a classic. We've all probably seen it once or twice. It's been way too long since I've seen it. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. I'm going to play the trailer for you, and I think you'll know what it is instantaneously. Let's get it, Brendan. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. What is so dangerous about a character like Ferris Bueller is he gives good kids bad ideas. Why should he get to skip school when everybody else has to go? Syphilitic meningitis. He never gets caught. This guy in my biology class said that if Ferris dies, he's giving his eyes to Stevie Wonder. Well, he's very popular, Ed. He's very popular. <laughs> I, forgot about, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen this movie since I was probably 13 years old. So it'll be really cool to watch it as an adult. And Matthew Broderick is in my top five of favorite actors of all time. Uh, this movie is available to stream on Netflix. So you can check it out there. Uh, directed by uh, John Hughes. Written by John Hughes. And I believe produced by John Hughes as well. Uh, this is this is a 80s classic. And... I can't wait to watch it again. All right. So that's the task. Watch it next week around this time. We will do the Shift AV Club and we will review a little look back as if we haven't seen it in a while on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Very nice. Steve Stebbing, thanks for being here, brother. Thank you for having me again. Thanks for listening to the Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.